Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, the day before Thanksgiving. We have our full weather forecast coming up heading into this Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll get to that shortly. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky. It is 30 degrees this morning. And the full weather forecast is on the way. The Wichita City Council has approved changes to the downtown stadium and hotel projects. The council amended the TIF district due to changes in the original project. It now proposes to build an apartment complex instead of office space, a public parking garage instead of a private one, and a hotel, which are all much needed in the downtown. Assistant City Manager Troy Anderson was asked what would happen if the council failed to approve the amended plan. If we don't continue to walk through those, um, the, the project is at risk. With no hotel, retail space, or apartments, there's no property to generate taxes to pay down the stadium debt. EPC Real Estate Group plans to invest roughly $100 million in the project. Under the new agreement, construction must begin within 13 months. Rodney Price, KNSS News. AAA projecting more than 55 million travelers are going to head at least 50 miles from home during the Thanksgiving holiday travel period. This year's Thanksgiving forecast, an increase of more than 2% over last year. Sean Stewart of AAA Kansas tells KNSS News. Yeah, the Kansas numbers, uh, we're looking at about uh, 584,000 people total uh, traveling. Uh, That's up 2% from last year. Um, Of that, like we talked about, 89% of those, or 523,000, will be driving to their destinations. Uh, Another 32,000, so will be uh, traveling by air. Uh, That's up 6%. And Stewart says Kansas gasoline prices are down from last Thanksgiving as well as hotel rooms, rental cars, and domestic cruises. Two more United States airstrikes against a militant group backed by Iran. United States fighter jets in Iraq have attacked two sites used by the local wing of Hezbollah. The Iranian-backed Kataib Hezbollah says at least five of its members were killed. The strikes were the latest response to a total of 66 attacks on U.S. military bases by groups with links to Iran. There was also an unplanned retaliatory strike by an AC-130 gunship that was in the air when militants fired short-range missiles at the Al-Assad airbase on Monday. Kataib Hezbollah is a powerful faction in Iraq and recognized by the government there as an official security agency. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. The Kansas Corporation Commission has approved a proposed settlement agreement in the Evergy rate case. Evergy was looking for a net revenue increase of more than $200 million, nearly 10% for Evergy Kansas Central, which is formerly known as Westar. Under the approved settlement agreement, Evergy Kansas Central will instead receive a net revenue increase of $74 million, not $204 million. 
That's about a 3.5% increase, translating to an average monthly increase of $4.64 for residential customers. However, for Evergy Kansas Metro, that's the former KCP&L, Evergy has sought a net revenue increase of $14 million, just about a 2% increase under the agreement. They will instead receive a net revenue decrease in the Kansas City area of nearly $33 million, 4.5%. So this means that uh, Evergy Metro customers in Kansas will be paying $6 per month less if you're up in the Kansas City area. But here in South Central Kansas, we're paying more, as usual. That was an editorial comment by me. I'm sorry about that. The new rates will take effect the week before Christmas. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and government officials are predicting record travel numbers. The TSA is expecting to screen 30 million passengers over a 12-day period around Thanksgiving, with yesterday, today, and Sunday being the busiest days. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told the Fox News Rundown podcast on Monday they've addressed some of the problems that made travel a nightmare last year and earlier this year by, in part, expanding passenger protections. If the airline doesn't do the right thing, we can follow up and make sure they do. Around things like making sure they pay for your uh, hotel or ground transportation or meals if they're responsible for you getting stranded. Those protections are laid out online at flightrights.gov. Buttigieg said a number of aging technology systems still need to be upgraded, but the challenge moving forward is getting the funding authorized by Congress. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Cyber criminals hacked into the Kansas court system, stole sensitive data, and then threatened to post it on the dark web. It's all part of a ransomware attack that has hobbled access to records for more than five weeks. The disclosure yesterday that a sophisticated foreign cyber attack is to blame is confirmation of what computer security experts suspected after the state's judicial branch announced last month that it was pausing electronic filings. Until now, state officials had released few details, describing it simply as a security incident, even as stacks of paper piled up. What do people want to have on their table for Thanksgiving dinner? And, of course, tomorrow morning is the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So those details are on the way, as well as our full weather forecast heading into Thanksgiving. Glad you're with us here on the day before. KNSS News Time is 6.06. It's 6.10 with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS here on Wednesday, November 22nd, the day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner coming up. People have opinions about what's on the table. Turkey's the star, according to 32% of Americans who say in a new Associated Press National Opinion Research Center poll, it's their favorite part of the meal. Stuffing or dressing comes in second, mashed potatoes third. 43% prefer white meat turkey, 28% dark, the rest don't care or don't like turkey at all. Cranberry sauce, slightly more people prefer canned to homemade, about a third don't want either. Favorite pie, pumpkin, followed by pecan, apple, and sweet potato. More Midwesterners and Southerners prefer marshmallows on their sweet potato dishes. 34% of women say they do all or most of the cooking, compared to 19% of men. Nearly half of men say they do none or hardly any of the cooking. One in four women say that. Chris Foster, Fox News. The annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade tomorrow in New York City. It's the 97th year for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and 2023's version has a lineup of marching bands, floats, some new balloons, and stars. Grammy and Oscar-winning artist John Batiste will kick off the event, which starts 30 minutes early this year, and millions are expected to line the two-and-a-half-mile parade route through the streets of Manhattan. Other acts include Chicago, Belle Biv DeVoe, En Vogue, and Cher. 
seven new character balloons join the lineup, along with a dozen marching bands and hundreds of clowns. The parade kicks off tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. It's 612 with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And here on one of the busiest travel days of the year, we'll keep you updated with traffic conditions in Wichita all morning long with Jad Chambers. Yeah, keeping an eye on things uh, over by the airport, actually. Always a good uh, day to make sure that you're uh, watching the traffic around that area. Uh, Right now, we are seeing some slow-moving traffic uh, in the area right now. Uh, Kellogg and Eisenhower Airport Parkway, or Ridge Road. So, uh, just some heavy traffic in the area. Watch for slowdowns there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And let's take a look at our weather forecast. Heading into the holiday, here's meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Our temperature will be up and down throughout the next several days, but changes on the way by this weekend as a storm system arrives out of the plains that may bring us a mix of rain and snow Saturday into Saturday night. Mostly sunny and breezy today with a high 56. We will be clear overnight, Tello 34. Thanksgiving Day, sunny and 57. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest, clear sky. It is 30 degrees here on this Wednesday morning, the day before Thanksgiving, November 22nd. 6.13 with Steve and Ted. Pawnee and Hillside, uh, there there does seem to be an accident there. So, uh, yeah, uh, watch out there. Again, that's uh, Pawnee and Hillside. 6.13 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Of course, with the Thanksgiving Holiday, that means some places you usually go are going to be closed. Uh, Today, there is uh, Botanica is closed, and public libraries will close at 5 p.m. Now, tomorrow, just about everything you would imagine is closed on Thanksgiving. And Mm -hmm. and we've got uh, City Hall Libraries, Watson Park, Riverside Tennis Center, Wichita Public Golf Courses, Mid-America All-Indian Museum, Cowtown, the Art Museum, Botanica, Great Plains Nature Center, Brooks Landfill, and the Animal Shelter. Everything is closed tomorrow. Yeah. All right, still closed on Friday, City Hall. uh, Libraries closed on Friday. The Mid-America All-Indian Museum, Cowtown, Great Plains Nature Center, and the Animal Shelter also closed Friday as well. And the Mid-America All-Indian Museum and the Great Plains Nature Center will also be closed on Saturday. Now, there are special hours for a couple of things. Watson Park will be open tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's part of the Watson Christmas Express event that starts at 5 p.m. after normal park hours. So Watson Park is open on Friday, the 24th, and uh, also operating and back open on Friday for regular activity. Uh, The Tennis Center, Public Golf Courses, the Art Museum, Brooks Landfill, they will have regular open hours on Friday after being closed on Thursday. So there's your rundown of what's open and what's not. But, I mean, you kind of know all that already, don't you? Yeah. Um, a culinary issue erupted as the European Parliament prepares to vote uh, on a proposal about packaging waste. Some French cheese producers feared that the language in this would mean that the delectable pungent camembert would no longer be encased in wooden boxes. All right. There have been protests, calling it a matter of national pride for France and a matter of common sense. Well, now legislators will vote on the plan. It includes a special exemption for cheeses with the prized designation of controlled protections of origin. Camembert cheese. Huh. 
and excess packaging that goes with it. As many different cheeses as I've as have I as I've had, I don't think I've ever tried camembert. It's runny. Lovely. It's runny, it's runny and it smells. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, it certainly does. That's fantastic. That's sign me up. A woman who worked at a as a stand-in at the Cosby show in the 1980s is now suing Bill Cosby, saying that he drugged and sexually abused her. The lawsuit was filed in New York City yesterday, the latest in a string filed against Cosby under New York State's expiring Adult Survivors Act, which gives victims of sexual abuse a one-year window for claims that would otherwise be barred by time limits. This uh, accuser says the abuse happened at Cosby's house after he offered to mentor her and help her land acting roles. A spokesperson for Cosby, no comment on the specifics of this lawsuit, Mm. as this... uh, Consistent accusations against Bill Cosby continue. It's been going on for quite a few years now. Yep. Uh, a moose on the loose in southern Minnesota has gained a, a lot of followers, hoping to see the animal's journey end safely. The young male moose was spotted yesterday northwest of Minneapolis. Fans call the animal Rut in homage to a scatterbrained moose from the movie Brother Bear. Okay. More than 18,000 accounts are following the moose's travels on a community Facebook page. A Minnesota Department of Natural Resources big game expert told the uh, Minnesota Star Tribune that moose typically only roam in northern Minnesota, but this guy is in the southern part of the state. The moose is likely looking for home territory, or maybe he's looking for some other moose friends. So they're tracking him on Facebook in the <laughs> Minneapolis area in Minnesota. Oh, watch out for that moose on the roadways. I imagine those are large creatures. Large I imagine. Animal. Imagine one would do a whole lot more damage to a car than your average deer would. Big animal. Yeah. 618 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And now let's take a look at what's going on in sports. And we start out with college men's basketball. What a matchup last night late in the semifinals of the Maui Invitational, that game in Honolulu. Number one ranked Kansas, number four Marquette. This was not a close game. Marquette wins over Kansas, 73-59 forcing 18 turnovers for the Jayhawks. Marquette is now 5-0. KU falls to 4-1. Points in the paint, dominated by Marquette. 46-26 points inside as uh, Marquette kind of took care of number one Kansas. All right, quick turnaround today in the third-place game in the Maui Invitational. Number one Kansas versus number seven Tennessee, both coming off their first losses of the season, both with a record of 4-1. Expected to be close. KU a one-and-a-half point favorite going into this one. That game will be at 1.30 this afternoon, nationally televised on ESPN. Kansas State plays tonight in college men's basketball action. The Wildcats begin a four-game homestand in Manhattan tonight, hosting Central Arkansas. Get things going before Thanksgiving. FanDuel has K-State as a 25-and-a-half point favorite going into this one, the biggest odds of any college game today. And K-State has won 11 straight non-conference home games. Looks to keep that streak going. Live coverage of K-State men's basketball at 6 o'clock tonight. Listen live to the Cats on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Wichita State men's basketball does not play here before Thanksgiving. The next Shocker game is Saturday evening at Coke Arena. Shockers hosting Norfolk State. Hockey action. The Wichita Thunder has a game tonight downtown before Thanksgiving. The Thunder hosting the last place Allen Americans, a team that has lost six in a row. 
Early start tonight for the Thunder, 6.05 p.m. start at Intrust Bank Arena downtown. It's country music night, $2 beers on sale. And then after the hockey game, there's a concert by Logan Mize. So a big night tonight on country music night for the Thunder downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. Juco men's basketball action last night. 11th-ranked Butler Community College was way out in Goodland, taking on Northwest Kansas Tech. And Butler won a close game. Dennis Higgins had the call of the game for you last night over 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Butler beat Tech 76-74. First road win for the Grizzlies. Butler now on a five-game winning streak, picking a 6-1 record into Thanksgiving. College volleyball tonight at Coke Arena. It's the regular season finale for Wichita State. The Shockers hosting Alabama-Birmingham. Shocks are already on a 20-win season. Alabama-Birmingham has not won a road match this season. It's also senior night for the Shockers, recognizing five seniors on the roster. Shockers finished in second place in the American Conference this season, and they got one more in the regular season tonight, 7 o'clock, at Coke Arena. Of course, it's a long sports weekend with Thanksgiving in play, and we do have college football on Saturday. Number 19, Kansas State, hosting Iowa State to finish up the regular season in Manhattan, 7 o'clock. Saturday night, listen to that game on KFH. K-State has won five of its last six, and they're in the top 20. KU is trying to get back in the win column after back-to-back losses. Kansas visiting last place Cincinnati to finish up the regular season on Saturday evening. And, of course, on Sunday, we have the first place Kansas City Chiefs heading on the road to take on their division rival, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mitch Holtis will have live coverage of the Chiefs beginning at 2 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. The game will kick off at 3.25 p.m. Sunday for Chiefs football. And that's right here on your Wichita Radio home for the Chiefs, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. And Thanksgiving week also means we wrap up high school football around the state. We have state championship games all over the state on Saturday. In Class 6A, Derby is taking on Gardner-Edgerton. Both teams are 11-1. That game is in Emporia. In Class 5A, Cape and Mount Carmel taking on Mill Valley. That game is in Pittsburgh. In Class 4A, it's Andover Central versus St. Thomas Aquinas. That game is in Topeka. Wow, Class 3A, just up the road at Hutchinson Community College on Saturday afternoon. Undefeated Cheney versus undefeated Topeka Hayden. Wow, good, good great state cha- championship game in Class 3A between two unbeaten. Class 1A is in Hayes on Saturday afternoon. Conway Springs taking on Jefferson County North. And in six-man football, that'll be at Dodge City on Saturday afternoon. Cunningham taking on undefeated Shaylin. So there's your rundown of the state high school football championship games. As we have, uh, what do we have? Six, uh, six area teams that are trying to get state championships heading into, uh, heading into this Thanksgiving weekend. Good luck to all of them. That's sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Don't forget, brought to you by South Central Kansas Problem Gambling Task Force. The next Chiefs game is Sunday at 3.25 p.m. right here on KNSS. It is 6.23 with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Coming up, we have a traffic and weather update. And kids are back from college for Thanksgiving. About that, the better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. That's coming up next on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's 6.32. Good morning. You're listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday, November 22nd. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky. It is 30 degrees. The Wichita Police Department, like many across the United States, needs to employ and retain more officers. The police union reports being 112 commissioned personnel short. That leads to longer response times. Yesterday at the Wichita City Council meeting, the council deferred a motion that would have considered a $5,000 bonus for each police officer. It's a close vote, 4-3, to three, but that's been deferred. That agenda item will now come back to the council before the end of the year. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News every vote counts. The county commission acts as a canvassing board, ensuring the accuracy of local elections. The Hayesville had a sales tax vote, and it it failed by one vote, like 450 to 449, something like that. And and there were three other three other local elections that were that were draws. And uh, we had to actually draw the name out of the hat on three elections on who was going to win. Meitzner commented during his weekly appearance on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. A federal judge has ruled that the Kansas Highway Patrol must stop using a tactic known as the Kansas Two-Step to detain out-of-state drivers long enough to find a reason to search their vehicles for illegal drugs. The judge granted a permanent injunction this week after ruling in July the tactic violated drivers' constitutional rights against unreasonable searches. The injunction has several requirements, including cameras and audio for all marked and unmarked patrol cars. It also says troopers must inform drivers that they can refuse or revoke consent for a search at any time. The injunction also requires better training and documentation. A man who bonded out after being arrested for first-degree murder in connection to an alleged road rage incident in El Dorado last month has been arrested again. 23-year-old Ashton McCoy of El Dorado was re-arrested during a hearing. McCoy is scheduled to be back in court in early January for a preliminary hearing. He's now being held on a half-million-dollar bond. This all goes back to officers responding on October 8th to the report of a battery at a gas station in the 1600 block of West Central in El Dorado, allegedly stemming from a road rage incident. Officers arrested McCoy after that investigation. The victim was 74-year-old Alton Algrim of Leon. He was hospitalized from his injuries and later died. On October 19th, charges on McCoy were amended to one count of aggravated battery and one count of murder in the first degree in connection with Algrim's death. New York Mayor... Eric Adams complains that his city has been abandoned by the federal government as it deals with a migrant crisis. Adams says New York and other cities shouldn't be shouldering the financial burden of a national problem. More than 130,000 migrants have found their way to New York since last year. Adams says the crisis could destroy the city and is demanding more federal help. But the Biden administration says it has allocated hundreds of millions of dollars to cities taking in migrants. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. 
Officials in the United States are voicing concern about the growing military cooperation between Russia and Iran. Iran may provide Russia with close and short-range ballistic missiles for its war in Ukraine, according to White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Which is obviously harmful to Ukraine, certainly harmful to Iran's neighbors, quite frankly harmful to the international community. Kirby says Iran has been delivering drones, bombs and ammunition to Russia, but could go a step further as part of a broader military agreement between the two countries. In total, Iran is seeking billions of dollars worth of military equipment from Russia to strengthen its military capabilities. Russia's defense minister met with officials in Iran in September. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The United States Army is calling on soldiers that were fired for not getting the COVID vaccine to re-enlist. This in the midst of low recruitment numbers. The Army kicked out more than 1,900 soldiers for refusing a COVID vaccine. After a change in policy, at least 19 have now returned to active duty. A letter signed by Brigadier General Hope Rampey, Army Director of Personnel Management, says, quote, as a result of the rescission of all current COVID-19 vaccination requirements, former soldiers who were involuntarily separated for their refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccination may request a correction of their military records. The Army is struggling when it comes to meeting its recruiting goals. Active duty has dropped from 485,000 in 2021 to about 452,000. And that's Fox's Mike Emanuel with that report. Thanksgiving costing families less than last year, but still more than it did before the pandemic. The White House celebrating lower prices this holiday season, despite the fact that the price of Thanksgiving dinner... Well, it's going to cost Americans about 25% more now than it did before the pandemic. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation, dinner for 10, 61.17, down from last year's historically high price of 64.05, but still up more than 12 bucks from 2019. Even so, the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, says Americans have a lot to be thankful for when it comes to Biden's handling of inflation. And that's Fox's Kevin Cork with that report. It's 6.38 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Now let's check our weather forecast heading into Thanksgiving weekend with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. High pressure settled into the central part of the country. That has brought us a clear sky, a chilly start to our day, then sunny, breezy, and warming up later on this afternoon with a high 56. Clear and dry through tonight, cello 34. Sunny and breezy on Thanksgiving Day with a high 57. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northwest under a clear sky. It is 30 degrees here on this Wednesday morning, November 22nd, here on the day before Thanksgiving. It is coming up on 639 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And now it's time to check in and get some great information. It's the Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Ted and Jed. Despite the lack of fresh market moving news Tuesday, the live cattle and feeder cattle traded mostly negative and closed negative. The only good news is they did bounce off their session lows. Now, the live cattle futures made new lows for the week while the feeder cattle held an inside trading session. The negative cloud continues to hang over the cattle complex. Lean hogs gapped lower and were slammed with large triple-digit losses yesterday. Yesterday's close saw February live cattle down 57 cents at 176.07. January 
January feeders down a dollar fifty-two at two twenty-eight thirty-two, and fed lean hogs down two dollars seventy-two cents at seventy-two thirty-two. Now Tuesday the grain and soy complexes had mixed trading, and the close only had the soybean mill on the negative side. Now there were more rumors of China buying U.S. soybeans yesterday. There was also a rumor of more damage to Odessa ports in Ukraine from drone or missile attacks. The ag markets have regular closing times today and will reopen at 8.30 on Friday morning. At the moment, December Kansas City wheat's four and a half cents higher at 6.20 and a quarter. December corn's unchanged at $4.70. January soybeans 12 cents lower at 13.65 and a quarter. January crude oil trading $2.26 lower at $75.51. December gold's up $2.40 at $2,004. December S&P 12 points higher at $4,563. December dollar index 12 cents higher at $103.56. And December Dow Jones features 35 points higher at $35,183. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using a 866-GO-TO-TOM. Well, Tom, Thanksgiving tomorrow. I assume that uh, there's some protein in your in your plans. Well, there's always protein, usually kind of on the beef side. Oh, okay. Does that, uh, does that curtail your Thanksgiving eating any, any at all? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> all right. Well, nor I. So uh, we can proceed with our lives as we go along. And, and once again, give us a rundown of what the markets are doing during the holiday weekend. Well, we have regular closing times today in the ag markets. Of course, there will be no markets tomorrow during the day or the evening. And we resume trading at 8.30 Friday morning, livestock and grain markets. And they have early closes Friday at 12.05. All right. Thanks for the rundown. And I wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Same to you and Jed. Take care. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is, as always, every morning, great information. It's the Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities every weekday morning with Steve and Ted right here on KNSS. It is 642 with Steve and Ted in the morning. Buying and owning art as an investment. We'll find out more from the very cosmopolitan Don Grant, our money tracker, coming up shortly. Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 647 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Keep it here for the Money Tracker with Don Grant coming up shortly. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Three. Last month, the Kansas court system was the victim of a sophisticated foreign cyber attack demanding ransom money. Two. AAA projecting more than 55 million people will be traveling this weekend at least 50 miles home from home for Thanksgiving. One. College men's basketball last night. Number four Marquette defeated number one ranked Kansas 73-59. First loss of the season for top ranked AU. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. 
the traffic volumes here in the Wichita area. Well, the traffic volumes are looking uh, like they're picking up. I'm not really seeing any big slowdowns at the moment. Gasoline price average seems to be about $2.99. That's a fairly common price out there, although I'm still seeing prices uh, as high as $3.09 and as low. I spotted this one two, uh, $2.62 at uh, Kellogg and 183rd West in the Goddard area. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And our weather forecast heading into the Thanksgiving holiday. Breezy day today, a high of 56 degrees under a mostly sunny sky. Overnight low tonight down to 34 under a clear sky. And then tomorrow on Thanksgiving, another breezy day, pretty much like today. A high of 57 degrees under the sunshine. Currently in Wichita, we have a clear sky. It is 29 degrees here on this Wednesday morning day before Thanksgiving. We're on our way to a high of 56. KNSS weather is brought to you by the Monarch. Hey, if you're a whiskey lover, you better get to the Monarch and try all your favorites. Hey, bring your friends to the Monarch. It's right there in historic Delano. It's a great place to be at 579 West Douglas. Great place to hang out. The Monarch. 649 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Happy birthday today to actress Scarlett Johansson. She is 39 today, ScarJo. And happy birthday to motion picture director and funny guy Terry Gilliam, 83 years old today. The only American. Yep. That's a member of the Monty Python, Monty Python. group. <laughs> Terry Gilliam, funny guy. It's his birthday. He's 83 today. Let's uh, remind everyone how the stock market fared yesterday. Markets tumbling Tuesday after minutes from the Federal Reserve's last meeting indicate no plans for cuts to come for the key interest rate. Notes from the Fed's October meeting showing officials want more evidence before changing its rate stance, highlighting risks of stronger-than-anticipated inflation and weaker-than-expected growth. Wall Street's winners Tuesday, Burlington Stores, Dick's Sporting Goods, Tesla, and The Gap, The Laggards, American Eagle Outfitters, Kohl's Corporation, Carvana, and Ford Motor Company. Most of the retail sector dragging stocks with weaker than expected third quarter revenue results. American Eagle finishing down despite a promising outlook for the holiday season. The Dow finishing Tuesday down 62 points. NASDAQ losing 84. The S&P dropping by nine points. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. 651 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Buying and owning art as an investment. Well, let's find out more from the man who's wearing an ascot right now. The very cosmopolitan and suave <laughs> art owner. Here he is, the money tracker, CFP, Don Grant. Good morning, Don. <laughs> Good morning. And don't forget, I've got my monocle on as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> as I'm inspecting the art, you know. Well, hey, good morning. You know, over the past few years, I've collected some real art. I have an affection for the impressionist, surreal, abstract paintings. I know I never did in the past, but I do now. What I buy are not budget busters at all, and I like to support real, live, mostly local artists. I have it because I like it. There may be a time uh, that some of the original art may become valuable, but I'm not, I'm not buying art as an investment. But what if you are? Well, if, uh, if, if, when looking to invest in art, ask yourself some key questions. First of all, does the art fit into my home or office or my equipment, or am I uh, buying for potential future value? 
Got to understand that. Now, how much can I comfortably spend on art? The canvas isn't the only cost. Framing, storing, displaying, and maintaining can be very costly, too. There may be insurance and appraisal fees as well as restoration costs. If you buy art on speculation, do you still have enough liquid cash and income to continue your lifestyle? Art is not considered to be liquid. It may take time to sell a piece, so keep that in mind. It's generally easy to authenticate art if you're buying it directly from the artist or their agent in a gallery. Sometimes you'll find an estate sale with some nice art that was created by somebody who has a collectible resume. If you're buying well-known artists with works that have appreciated in value dramatically over the years, be very careful. Buy renowned art from reputable sources. Even well-known auction houses have been tricked with fakes. It's, it's a good idea to carefully catalog your art as to when, where, and the cost. Investment art should be appraised periodically. If you want to pass the art on as a legacy, let your heirs know of your wishes, and you could include instructions as to when and how the art could be sold in the future. <clears throat> you may want to attach the art to property so that it will continue to remain with the property. And of course, if you have any questions on this, you can give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is 267 uh, So I, I guess I better have my uh, dogs playing poker paintings appraised. That could be worth something along with that, uh, that uh, black velvet Elvis that you have. I was going to say, I wonder what happened to all those black velvet paintings that were up in uh, Abe's up there on 29th Street North for all those years. I wonder where those ended up. You know what? I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know Abe's. When when did Abe's close? Oh gosh, probably at least twenty years ago. But it was. I mean, it was a yeah. hot steakhouse up there on Twenty Ninth Street North for many many years. Anyway, I was trying to think too well, during. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying some of that art's probably even though it's kind of kitschy or it was looked at that way, it may have some value. You never know. I was trying to think, what is the most famous work of art that I've ever seen? And I don't know if I can pinpoint that answer right now. Do you? I, I don't think I've been to enough museums well, to quali quantify that remark for myself. Well, you just go, there's some Edward Hoppers at, at I mean, we've got a very respectable uh, collection at the, at the Wichita Art yes. Museum. Yes, we do. Uh, I mean, my, my favorite are, I mentioned the Ed Hoppers. There's Mary Cassatt, who was mm -hmm. an impressionist who studied with the Monets and the Monets. And uh, there's, there was some amazing art. I mean, just uh, Otterness, the, the, the Caterpillar at, at WSU, uh, you know, the sculpture. Out I there. have seen that. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's a famous piece of art. I mean, you've been in the Bank of America building, or excuse me, the I think it's the the whatever that building no, the is. The Ruffin Building uh, now, but yeah, the Ruffin Building. Yeah, I mean, it's got that the Calder's um, the Calder Mobile. Calder, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's some famous art. That's worth something. So you're you're a, you can get a monocle too. Great, I'm a semi connoisseur, and an ascot as well. <laughs> yeah. Don, I hope you uh, you and your family have a nice Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you on Monday, I guess, right? Yes, we will. We'll touch again on Monday and have a great weekend. All right, you too. Thank you. That yeah. is the Money Tracker. Don Grant, CFP, every weekday morning with Steve and Ted right here on KNSS. Thank you, Don. It is 6.56 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. 
Got a big 7 o'clock hour on the way. Business, sports, news, weather, and traffic, and higher water bills next year. We'll have those details coming up next. KNSS News Time, 656. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Man. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.